you are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast. It's Jeremy, it's Tanner. What's up, bud? Fantastic. I'm doing great, man. Just doing great. Feeling good, you know, getting closer and closer. It's September 1st. That means we're only about a month and two weeks away from hockey. Hockey, I mean, from, from regular season hockey. We got end of the month for preseason. Right. How which are you kinda, doing, buddy? Which is kind of weird, too, because <laughs> there's actually – Regular season starts in September because San Jose and uh, some other team in the NHL is playing overseas for the Global Series. So they're playing the first two games. Oh. While. That's October 7th. I don't know what you're talking about. October 7th. No, October 7th is the start of the regular season for everybody. It's I'm looking at it right now. It says they're playing Nashville. In the Global Series in Prague in the Czech Republic. Oh, no, because it's okay. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're good. Like, You're good. I must be going crazy. I'm rattled. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, why would they start? Why would they have the regular season start like two weeks before? But they're still like, playing, but they're still playing preseason games while those games are going on. Are they? What, yeah. So I was just are looking they? at that. Yeah, they are. Unless the I don't know. I don't know what this. Like, it, well, it was other games that day. Yeah, NHL. Oh, okay. Season, yeah, preseason. Oh, like I just full... went. I clicked on. I clicked on Pittsburgh's. Um, like went to their website and it shows their preseason information. And their last game is the seventh, which is the, Hawks, the game. And the Hawks' last game is the eighth. Oh, really? That's funny. Oh, yeah. well, it makes that's fine. Like, so that's do you count? Do you count that the real start of the season, or do you count the? No, 11? I would say I would say the the national like actual start of the season makes more sense to me, but. In the so the eleventh October eleventh is when the true NHL season starts, and I'm not just saying that because it's Nashville playing those games. Right, right, right. I don't. Are they? So here's another quick question. Then are they? Are they playing any teams in Czech Republic too? Assume so. That's what they right. Like that's what the Hawks did. Yeah, the Hawks played St. Louis on the eighth. And the Flyers did that too, and they lost to the team they were playing. Vegas is playing a game against Arizona in Boise, Idaho, is a preseason game. Yeah, it makes sense. Neutral ground on the eighth. <laughs> Weird. I didn't know that. I guess I just hadn't seen it. Arizona's before. doing like a whole tour, tour of the country to play their preseason games because Mullet Arena it won't be ready. Oh, no, I don't think we talked Whatever. about that. I mean, either. Vegas is the home team in that game, though. So. Vegas always does that. I think they play like games around, but never like I like. I thought it was like they played like in different parts of Nevada, and stuff like that. Kind of like take the show on the road. Yeah, I'm sure. Early game. Sure Kessel's real excited to go play a preseason game in Boise, Idaho. Oh God! Don't remind me that he's out there. Number eight, the Great Eight, baby. Let's go. They oh, Vegas Vegas knows how to piss people off because they tweet when they put out like the his new number they're like oh the grade eight and washington fans just were not having it and it was amazing i mean who's played more games in a row that's the real big exactly (laughs) that's the real big thing who's who's more likely to break a record first the great yeah the thrill the The holy (laughs) mackinac let's go oh god yes i i want to know too if they're going to use the the hot dog emoji for him even though he does not like hot dogs. I'm sure he actually likes hot dogs. He just hates the fact that he's associated with that. That's true. But yeah. All, All right. right Hawks talk. Hot start. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. So Hawks talk, not much going on, um, which is going to be on par up until probably the start of the season. I mean, obviously preseason games, we'll have to talk about the Hawks, but there's really not much to expect. Uh, one little thing that came out today is Marion Hosa, November 8th, is coming out with an autobiography uh, about his life, essentially. Uh, That's man. what an autobiography is. Yeah. So <laughs> it, I saw that uh, it looks like Scott Bowers helped write it, it said, in, in a tweet that he wrote. Oh, friend of the show. Let's see. Yeah, Scott Powers tweeted out, uh, excited to announce I assisted Marion Hosa with his autobiography. It releases from... At, at Triumph Books on November 8th. You can pre-order it online. It's 
Marion Hosa, My Journey from Trenchin, I'm assuming. I think that's how it's pronounced. I'm not sure. Trenchin to the Hall of Fame. Let me find that out. So that's like what? We have like um, degrees of separation from Marion Hosa with a lot of uh, – actually, our degrees of separation True. from Hosa is very small. Yeah. Because of all the players we've had on and all that, which is cool. And the guy that wrote his book. Awesome. But no, that's going to be super interesting. I'm really excited to – to pick it up and and read it, I we were kind of talking about it before we started recording. That I think it'd be super interesting to see that he kind of goes into a little bit about his condition when that forced him to retire and kind of explain more because they they talked about it when he retired, had it retire and all that, but they never really explained exactly what the problem was and just to kind of hear kind of like what he had to go through to keep playing the game and all that, like with that condition would be just super interesting to me. I don't know if that's bizarre or not, but um, yeah, I think it's going to be some good stories. I can only imagine he had a hell of a career. Yeah. I want to, I'm excited to like, I want to read it because I want to see like what kind of emotions maybe he had during his third trip to the Stanley Cup final in a row. when it finally paid off three teams, three years, three finals. I only get one. Oof. I wonder, I would always, part of me, like, always wish they went to game seven, that series. One, so they could win it at home. Yeah. And yeah. Two, just to see if he was just like, oh, fuck, not again. <laughs> like, like, yeah, right. Oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> like, hey, what a weight off your shoulders that it doesn't actually go to seven for the third year in a row. Yeah, I sit in overtime, though. He's probably just like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> he probably, sell it, probably sold Kane's goal more than Kane did just to make sure it like, went in and just ended the drought and the curse. Yeah. But <laughs> he's the first guy. I don't even know if he's on the ice, but if he wasn't, he's the first guy over the boards. When he's oh, yeah. He's <laughs> like, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Thank God. He's got his own little celebration off in the corner. Like the whole team is on the Emmy and Hoss is just in the like, center ice, just throwing his stuff off like a uh, Mighty Duck style after the, the Patch <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, speaking of Patrick Kane, we had uh Kaner watch 2022 pick up again this past week. Uh, yeah. Some Twitter account, I don't know who it was, and I'm not going to give him the time of day, tweets out a picture of him at the airport. Saying at O'Hare at O'Hare <laughs> listing all the possible flights out of the terminal that he's getting dropped at dropped off at because he ha- also had his gear with him. He had his gear and he's standing there. And I'm sorry, Kaner. I thought that dude looked too small to be you. So I apologize. I thought it was end whistle for a second too. It didn't like it really didn't until you like really like focused on it and really looked at it. It didn't look like Kane. No. <laughs> But anyway, so find it. he was getting uh, traded to it w- either... yeah, it was all oh, flights leaving around this time end up going to Buffalo, Minnesota, Washington. It was just like, what do you mean flights? Like he's outside the airport in the where you get trip dropped off for departures, and it's like, oh, like there's all these flights leaving. It's like, yeah, it's O'Hare Airport. It's fucking international. Like, <laughs> like. Where, where's he going? Where's he going? Turns out he's just going to the BioSteel camp. That, yeah, like, two days, like a day later. At. <laughs> yeah, a day later, there's a video of him walking off the bus at BioSteel camp. Um, so this is our hell for the next five months. I just think that is like just talking about the BioSteel camp real quick, though. I think it's really cool that like Connor Bedard's just there too. So, well, he's yeah, he's sponsored by him. Like yeah, he, but it, yeah, it's like all NHLers, and then it's just like yeah, this guy that's probably going to go first next year. Like, well, they know it's. It's very, it's very reminiscent of like Austin Matthews playing in like that world, uh, world cup or whatever that they had before he even played his first NHL game. It's like, but he was already, already they, they know that he deserves to be with these guys already. So it's like, I'm excited. Him and, him and McDavid had a nice little, uh, giving in, yeah, in the, in the scrimmage that they were doing. Like, yeah. I'm so excited for that guy. Oh, now it just, that just reminded me. Speaking of McDavid. Oh, yeah. The talk, Mc, McBust. Yeah, he can't. He can't play the Hawks, man. We've talked about this. This is no. This isn't. This isn't old news to us. I mean, viewer or listeners, viewers, whatever. However you take this in, McDavid sucks against the Blackhawks. We are I his kryptonite. What is it? What did they say that his career I will against the Hawks it. is currently? Yeah, I it's only it. like two goals and like four assists or something. Two goals, three games. assists, and fourteen games at even strength, and he's been at even strength. Yeah, and yeah. he's been outscored too. That's isn't that just insane? Yeah. When it comes to playing the Hawks, McDavid doesn't got 
shit. I've seen <laughs> McDavid live twice, and I've been super excited for it. And both times I've left disappointed because I didn't yeah. see this great McDavid show. And I'm well, sorry. He's in, it's, it's scary as shit when he's on the power play. Like, I think he has more points on the power play than, like, even strength. But, like, we didn't go into that because we're talking about even strength here, okay? He did have that last game, Jomerson night, when they played him. He did have a oh, Keith's, fucking – Oh, first game back? Yeah, he did have a filthy assist, if I remember correctly. So yeah. I will give him that. But still, I don't know about this McJesus whole – Persona, dude, it's fucking brutal. He's terrible. Yeah. Trade him. <laughs> yeah, we'll take him off your hands. Only I way mean, to... we, we have the cap. That's <laughs> like Can't they want him, join him. They they said they want Kaner. I mean, one for one, I'm fine with it. <laughs> you can't beat him, join him. So yeah, the last thing that we really had to talk about, hot stock, is as a recording today. It has been officially six months that Kyle Davison has taken over as the full-time general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks. Not the interim. Not the interim. Yeah. So he had that position. He was the GM, interim GM on October 26, 2021 till March 1st. And then he was named, obviously, the GM. So it's a perfect time. No hockey's really been played since he started making his moves, but it's a perfect time to give him a little report card and see how he's doing. Thanks to our friends at Cap Friendly, they break down all of his roster Beautiful. moves. I Beautiful. fucking love this site. And <laughs> if there's any way you're listening to us, Cap Friendly, sponsor us. We will we would love to be a Cap Friendly podcast. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. so let's take a quick look at kind of what he has done. How do you want to start this? Uh you just go through like his signings. It what and like trades. I mean, the draft, we're not going to really know anything about because it's his first draft, but yeah, yeah so I mean, so- good amount of picks that goes that just goes into the trade. So, like, went from no first round picks to three, like, pretty good shit. So, um, we're, we're only going to talk to about moves from the time that he's been the actual GM because he's had some minor moves and stuff. I mean, one was a big one was bringing Sam Lafferty in for Alex Nylander. I mean, Lafferty is still a part of the team, and he was a nice little spark plug for the team uh, at the final stretch there. I mean, he's not going to make or break this team. He's not going to, you know, define the rebuild or anything like that, but he was like a nice little complimentary piece to bring in. Yeah. You would say? I, I just – I really like his first deal that he made as a interim GM. His, uh I mean, it was a doozy. His very first thing that he ever did, trade Malcolm Subban for future considerations. <laughs> oh, pretty, pretty solid stuff. <laughs> I would love to see like a cap friendly page on future considerations and just see all the moves. Yeah, if you could actually click forward. on future considerations oh, and my see God, every trade that is involved, that'd be great. Um, we might as well just talk about all those trades then because then there's only one left. Uh, Curtis Gabriel from the Toronto Maple Leafs for Chad Chris. Um, that one I was a little okay about. I mean, Chad Chris was kind of getting built up a little bit as a piece, but then again, we have that giant log jam at defense, so it just didn't make sense to hold on to him. Um, I don't think Curtis Gabriel played a single. Well, he played one he or did. two games. He played like one or two games, yeah. and then he's, he's been in Rockford. And he's a UFA now, I think, so I don't even think he – Yeah, he's unsigned. So. Two games with the Hawks, no stats, but, you know, just brought in a little grit. He's a fighter. Um, yeah, first real trade that, like, ended up being a, a roster spot is that Lafferty for Nylander trade, which I think, I mean, has been good. Lafferty's been much more useful on the Hawks than Alex Nylander ever was. Yeah. And he made he made the big boy trade. His fourth trade as a GM was the Brandon Hagel trade. Brandon Hagel and two fourths to the Lightning for Taylor Radish. Boards could chook in two firsts. And that's when we were like, oh my God. <laughs> that was a very Kyle Davidson mixed, means business. <laughs> that was a very mixed emotion day because it was like, yeah. fuck Hagel. But then it was like, okay, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I blame this trade. And you know what? I, I honestly, I blame this trade for the Debrinket trade reaction too. Well, the one also kind of like it it's hard because if there was an extension in place i'm sure it would have been more right i but think there isn't one yeah and there, and, and there hasn't been anything announced about it either 
I think the problem with that was when you saw Brandon Hagel. Brandon Hagel is a great, great player. We loved him. He was top, a top six forward type of player. To bring gets a top, to bring gets a top three guy. He is, yeah, he's top line, he's a franchise a guy you build around. So if you're like, okay, you got what you got for Hagel. Oh, I can't wait to see what we get for Dabrinkit type right. of thing. And that's and the common fan doesn't really look at the the extension consideration and or the fact that like Hagel was at has two more years at 1.5. Yeah. Like, especially in a like cap crunch of a team too. Like, I mean, they ended up they went all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Like good for, for good for Brandon Hagel there. And like he's gonna get leaned on more this season because they lost a few guys. But yeah, he'll jump up a little bit. He's he was such a an awesome player. And then uh yeah. It's very interesting. And uh the top two or the two first round picks. It's top hard to get it's good. it's Whatever. hard to get excited for him. Yeah. I it, just it, I mean, what if Tampa just all of a sudden gets tons of injuries? But you know they're not. Finishes middle of the road, gets eleventh overall. <laughs> Yeah, great. and but our luck, they get eleventh overall, somehow win the draft lottery, and then we'd lose. No, that no, pick. no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I was say I'm saying like they they just missed the playoffs and only are allowed to move up like three spots yeah. if they win the lottery. <laughs> yeah, so um, we'll see. Um yeah, I mean, there's not much I think there's the flurry trade, which great, like it could have been a first if Minnesota played better, but they didn't. But we got flurry for nothing. He got a second round pick out of it, which is good. Good job. Yeah. Fifth round pick for Ryan Carpenter, which we haven't, we're not going to have until two years from now, which is kind of funny. Uh, then we have that Debrinket trade for a first, a second, and a third. The same year as the fifth run from Calgary. Yeah. 24, man. He, something, he likes something about that year. 24. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we got the Kirby Doc trade, first and a third, which I think is a great value because I think Frank Nazar is going to be. I mean, I'm just hyped on him. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, so pumped. Yeah, I I like that guy a lot. Um, I'm blown away that we got two picks for Kirby, two right? picks, let alone a first rounder in the top the top fifteen. Yeah. Okay. All right, Montreal. I still want Kirby to do great. He also oh, no, I do. Unsigned. Yeah, 100%. Still unsigned. I so still, I still, him. <laughs> yeah, I love Kirby, and I still think he, he got a bad shake here in Chicago. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not dumb. This, I think, was a stream overpay for Montreal, but. It's fine with me. Yeah. Cool with it. Um, and then I think the move that we all thought was going to happen and knew was going to happen, Peter Mrazek ended up getting a first out of it, too, which is fantastic. Um, which we traded a second, but moved up basically, took on a contract and got a guy that they wanted. Um, then we, it's just like some minor things for the last like three trades we made, which is just swapping third round picks for Nick with Arizona for their third or actually Dallas is third next year. Um, we traded away a sixth round pick and we also swapped sixth rounders with Carolina. So nothing crazy, but a couple of big boy trades in there out of like so, the, so what, the minimal amount of trades that he has. What grade would you give Kyle Davison on his trade so far? Um, I mean, probably like a B. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking a B. Well, because like everybody, everybody thinks that we should have gotten more for Demarket, which is understandable. Like if we had gotten like. A little bit extra, I would say like A, but like we got more than I thought we would get for Kirby Doc. The Hagel trade's insane. And then, I mean, I don't really just, nothing else is really that all that crazy to me, which is why like, it's not like, oh, all these moves are so necessary. Like that's an A, like he's clearly like made the team a lot better, but like the t- the moves that have a huge impact are like very good moves. And then there's just a bunch of minor ones that, like, I don't know, we'll sign, we'll find out in the future if, like, those or, actually mattered at all. Yeah. The reason I was thinking originally, I was kind of thinking like a C plus, mm-hmm. but then I kind of re looked at it as 
what the situation is. It's this is a rebuild. And you're looking at his trade page, draft pick, draft pick, draft pick. Yep. First rounder, first rounder, first rounder, first rounder. Like he he's doing what he needs to do for the rebuild. And Bowman left him with nothing in our system. He left them with nothing in our system. He left us nothing in draft picks. So I bumped him off to a B just because I think that he is doing a great job trying to do a reset. And the, the shitty thing about it is that even though it's like I feel like he's doing the right thing for the reset, I don't think the rebuild truly begins till next year because this pass off season was getting picks back, getting some prospects in. Stocking the shelves a little. Yeah. And then next year is when you kind of start going like, all right, now this pick is going to start. Well, well, this is why it also makes sense that the rebuild is starting this year. You sign guys this year that you are looking to trade. Whereas last year we made trades and signed guys in order to try and push for the playoffs. And that was just a dumb fucking idea. Yeah. So yeah, this is, this is the first like legit season of like rebuild. Um, We're not going to go over the draft picks, but I want to get you for his first draft, give me a grade. I don't know, man, because you don't know if his draft. Well, no, but I'm just saying, though, like I think it's great that he like was able to go out and get three first rounders, and I think that's in a good grade in, in itself, without even knowing who those picks are going to be. Like, <laughs> uh, sure, he gets a he gets a B plus. All right, you're right. <laughs> no, you're no right. Like, no, you're right. Like, ah, uh, hopefully they're good. All right, so great uh, draft to be determined. Um, TBD. Signings. Um, this is where it gets a long list here. Um, we're not going to talk about, like, you know, some of the minor ones, but. His biggest cap hits right now are Max Domi and Andreas Athanasio, which I think are great because they're only one-year deals and they're clearly going to be moved at the deadline for more assets. And I think those are good signings because those are guys that like teams typically want near the deadline. Max Domi's been moved before at the deadline. Like he went to Carolina last year. Like he's the type of player that like guys want to get on their team. And he likes Luke Richardson a lot. So like, you know, that they, they have chemistry there. Hopefully he has a good season and like can pump that value up. I mean, that's thanks Max. See you later. <laughs> what I like about both of those guys too, is they they're coming in with a chip on the shoulder a little bit. They're yeah. both guys that theoretically should be signing a big ticket. They should be much further along in their careers than they are. So now they coming into a situation where they're going to be, I think they're the guys on this team to kind of step up, show what they can do, earn that ticket for next year. Yeah. And it just, it's going to benefit everybody in the situation. Yeah. Those, these are the guys yeah, who like, we trade them. Athanasio is 28. Domi's 27. Those are the like you, they probably wanted to sign a long term ticket with whoever team they were with, but you know they're kind of now on like you're gonna have to prove it that you're gonna be a, a big asset to some teams, and the Hawks are the perfect team for them to get a lot of ice time to show that shit. A hundred percent. I mean, there's it's a low it's a low risk high reward situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think the the funniest signing he has so far is uh, Jack Johnson. I'm super excited about it. It's the funniest, but it makes the most great. sense. It makes. We, we have Johnson, Johnson, and Johnson out on the ice. <laughs> it just sounds like a law firm has taken over. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know why he's still playing. He won his cup. He's getting paid. He's didn't just, Pittsburgh buy him out or New York? Loves hockey. Loves hockey, man. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. But no, it makes sense. Like we talked about this when he when the signing happened, is that it makes sense because those are the type of guys you want taking the brunt of the bad hockey. Bought out by Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, okay. Um, these are the guys you want to be taking the brunt of the bad hockey. You don't want to let your young guys. Now, as compared to the Anton Forsberg situation, Anton Forsberg was this highly touted goalie prospect that got thrown into the net way too early in Chicago because Corey went down and they didn't have a backup plan and it kind of derailed his career. He's kind of having a little bit of a comeback with, was it, he's in Ottawa now, right? Yeah. 
yeah, he's kind of getting his his grounds back, but like if you would have had the shitty, not shitty, like the older goalie or like an older player that can, you know, take the brunt of the starts and all that a kind veteran of veteran. Yeah. That can like, step in. Yeah, it's a different yeah. situation. And that's why a lot of these signings make sense. And I'm honestly surprised that there wasn't a few more like like that. Uh, I feel like they probably want to give some time to like maybe not so much the guys they're looking to like blossom into like star players from the AHL, but maybe some guys that are going to probably be like bottom line forwards and see if they can like have any kind of spark or anything like that. Like you, like when they brought up Josiah Slavin last year, like nobody, he's like a seventh, like a seventh round pick kind of like let, let Reichel stay down and kill it in the AHL, bring up somebody that's going to play like third, fourth line minutes and play that kind of role. Like, if the top two lines are going to be set with pretty much Kaner and Taves and uh, I don't know, Domia and Nathan Asiao and whoever else, like you're not going to want to bring, Oh yeah. Luke, I mean, Reichel's going to play up there this year, but you're not going to want to bring up like anybody that's going to be p- trying to put up a lot of points in the AHL or anything like that. Like you're going to yeah. want to bring up those, no, that makes, those that kinds makes of guys. Sense. It feels like it, it always feels like when they're like, okay, we need a veteran guy. Let's grab a center. And we didn't yeah. do that. Like, that's just, let's just, that's just why I'm kind of like, hmm, I wonder why. But they're really, I'm kind of looking at the who's still available, and there really isn't that many centers that are like, okay. The, the good thing I've seen so far with Davidson, whereas like I didn't see it very well with Bowman, is that his contracts are like not outrageous. <laughs> he's not yeah. doing. He's not throwing money at people just to throw money at people. Right, and. Like even the guys that he's re-signing, like he re-signed Kurashev for like almost league men, I think seven hundred fifty thousand for a year. Caleb Jones is at one point three five for one year. Like he's not going crazy. He's not giving everybody like no trade clauses and shit. But like the team doesn't deserve that. <laughs> there would but, have like, been at least that's what, that's what I'm excited for. Is like when the team does start to get better. Like what is he gonna do? Is he gonna have that kind of Seabrook contract where you're like, oh, like. This guy's like 30 years old and you're giving him an eight year deal at almost seven million. Like, I don't, that's probably not a good idea. But I don't, I don't think that's going to happen with him just because he's more of an analytic guy. Yeah. And so I think that is going to pl- be huge for us. Yeah. He is going to be able to realistically look at, hey, you did this at this age. Ain't getting better. It's gonna, it's just gonna slowly start to digress. He doesn't get, you know, like Seabrook, he, he's gonna pay people for what they deserve, not what, like, based on how they used to play type of thing. You know, if that right, makes right. sense, or I don't it's know if not, that word right, it's, but it's what, it's what you're gonna give during the contract, not what you've already given. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, you're gonna pay for what you wanna get out of somebody, not like just what they've done, what their accomplishments are. Uh, I don't know, but so far he's made a lot of good moves, a lot of good contracts. <laughs> like, just keep it up. <laughs> yeah, keep it up. That's all I gotta get more firsts. I mean, we we're poised to get at least one with Kaner. Hopefully, somebody else like has a good season and is and is worth it. I will bump his trades up to an A if he gets a first for Taves. If he gets a first for like Murphy or McCabe, or if he's able to move Seth Jones, I think he gets a day. I don't think he's going to get a first for Taze unless it's like some late, late, late first. Really desperate move. Oh, also because we'll probably have to, I mean, we'll retain, but also take on a bad contract. Maybe it's possible to get a first. I mean, it, Taves is, Taves is a solid centerman. Like he's not gonna he's not gonna put up a, a ton of points, but he's still a good like solid two way guy. I think we're gonna have to get used to being friends with Arizona too this year, because I think Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane are gonna become Arizona Coyote legends. Uh, come trade deadline time. Oh yeah, so it's a gonna little, be 50 percent, fifty percent, yeah. A little a at two point six two five. Just have them. Oh my God. A Kane or Kachina jersey, even if he never actually wears it. Dope. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. Oh. But, um, so yeah, what do you, so what would you give him a grade for his signings? 
I mean, it hasn't. That's the thing. It's like it's he a, hasn't done anything bad, and he hasn't done anything amazing. So that's why it's like a B. So on, <laughs> yeah, on paper. So on paper, like I know it's tough to say and all this because it's like, like I even said before we even started this segment, it is totally unrealistic to to even talk about give him a report card based on the fact that no games have been played since all this stuff has happened. But on paper, you can you can look at it. Um, I give him a B too. I I think he's a this guy is a B average right now. Yeah, I'd say the fact that I I um uh, there's a bigger handful of like that's good, a much bigger handful of that versus like fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I think the only one that we're kind of like fuck that sucks is like the Debrinket thing. That's it. I don't see anything else that have been like. Ah, I wish we would have gotten more. I wish we didn't do this. Or that's paying overpayment for this guy. Like, I wish there was a little bit more in the Debrinka trade, but I I understand why there wasn't. And I'm I'm excited with what he got and yeah. what he has gotten in those draft picks and what he's gotten like in these signings and just what he's done so far. Like, it's been good. the The Hagel trade's insane. Yeah, it's and and get in the Kirby Doc trade is good too. Like, good job. <laughs> like keep it up <laughs> is there any concern that he did too good of a job that he might have put a competitive hockey team together no okay just making sure i'm on <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> he, one he time in my life i want the hawks to be god damn terrible worst hockey team i think if the game. team starts to be good then he's gonna make a move to make them not good <laughs> like if it's if the team's gonna start to be good, it's gonna be Kane and Taves. I don't even know if Taves really, but like it's gonna be Kane and like like Mrazic would have to be good for them to fucking win anything. Do you think somebody would take Mrazic if we retain fifty percent? Yeah. If he's playing well, yeah. Cause somebody's gonna get hurt. Somebody yeah. somewhere is gonna get hurt. And like if Davidson's just like, yeah, you want Morazic at 50% and he would be at $1.9 million over the next two years. Okay, what Morazic needs a- to do, he needs to put up numbers where he's still losing, but so everybody looks at him and is like, oh, well, you know, if you had a good team in front of him, yeah, you, you, you make that trade and then it's like, oh, no. Like it the Hawks are losing like four to two, but he's getting like forty nine shots against. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like damn, Razik's had like a nine fifteen save percentage. <laughs> like, but he's dangled, got like a four goals just every... enough in front of him. Like, oh look at he's he's hanging in, but the Hawks are this, bad. If this guy had a better defensive core in front of him, who knows? Maybe he wins a lot more games. And then he gets dealt, and then it's like, oh no, he he was bad. <laughs> it, yeah. it wasn't Blackhawks. That's the trick. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, Davidson, six months in, you were a B average guy. Hey. So um, anything else for hot sock? No. No. All right. Let's. Uh. I think it's gonna be a quick episode, which is okay. It's That's right. fine. It's That's holiday cool. weekend. Everybody is only gonna listen to this, so let's keep it short for them. Yeah. Let's yeah, yeah really yeah, quick yeah. on your drive. Um. A couple signings happen. Yeah, um, not the Hawks, but in the NHL. Hawks, in the NHL. Sam Steele signed in Minnesota. Yep. Uh, was what, a one-year 875? 825. 825. He's still only 24. He, like, it's one of those guys that was a first-round pick that put up a ton of points in the CHL, played really well at, like, World Juniors, and then just hasn't really had that kind of same production in the NHL. And I think, like, that's why Anaheim was, like, yeah, we're just gonna get rid of people. <laughs> we want to be. We just want to be bad. <laughs> Kirby Doc. <laughs> you think Kirby Doc? I mean, Kirby Doc had injury issues though. That's uh, true. So he signs in Minnesota. Um, Minnesota. Hate to admit it, they're gonna be sneaky good. Yeah, I mean, they have. They're. They need to be. If they're gonna try and win, they need to have like these kinds of contracts and have somebody like Sam Steele that like plays much above like the eight two five, which he can he. You can, man. Like it's good. It'll end up being something similar to like fucking Ryan Hartman, where he just completely plays above his contract value, just out of nowhere. Um, that shit sometimes just happens, you know. And like guys get the right ice time and they get the right scenario. 
They're going to be um, on Mark Andre a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot who their backup is now. Too. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Um, Good another. Luck. Another signing, uh, goalie signing, central division. We'll stick and we'll stick with the division here. Yeah. Um, Jake I Ettinger. To, I know how to say it, and I I still get afraid to say it. Odinger. Ettinger. Odinger. Ottinger. Ettinger. Uh, yeah. Three by four. The, the the one one of the two big pieces from Dallas finally gets signed. I wonder what took so long. I, I mean, there was one line, report that they were trying, just to, saying, trying to line things up to get him and Robertson signed. But now you only have 6.3 to sign Jason Robertson, who's like a point per game player over his career. He's in 128 games played, 125 points. Drafted in the second round, 39th overall. Is that the same draft? Draft position is to bring it. Hmm. Let's see. Let's find out. I think he was 39th as well. 17, 39th. We're talking about Jason Robertson, right? Jason Robertson is is second round 39th overall in 2017. And let's see. The Brinkett was. Second round, 39th overall. Oh my god, they're the same person. Oh my word, <laughs> no, it, but that's kind of funny. It's a that's a hot spot for uh point per game players <laughs> or really good NHLers that come out of the second round. Back to back years, 39th overall, just, just playing hot as hell in the NHL, 40 plus goal scorers. Yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy. Um. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> He's definitely hoping to bring in signs a huge ticket next year. I think. Yeah. I mean, Robertson. He. I'm sure he wants more than six point three, but I can see how like Dallas probably doesn't want to pay more than that. He really only. I mean, last season, seventy nine game points in seventy four games. The year before, forty five and fifty one. He's good. It's just. Sucks to suck when you're Dallas and you're paying Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan like $19 million. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> and they're not like, they're not what they used to be. I don't know. Yeah, I, I probably sh- shouldn't have signed Mason Marchman. <laughs> that was one of the, yeah, that was another one of those signings that I just I didn't understand. I feel like every, anytime like there's, some decent offensive player out on the market. Dallas is always in on them somehow. Like when they were in on like Tavares, <laughs> it's like, where is that going to work? <laughs> weren't they going, weren't they in Goudreau too? Yeah. Like, how was that? I don't yeah. understand. Every time, like Dallas is in on everybody. Who yeah. would want to go down to Dallas too when their owner sits there and calls out their players? Like, like you remember that? They like, played better afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it the year that they went to the finals? Was it? Yeah. Oh, shit. All right. Well, never mind. Good job, owner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, you guys fucking suck. Play better. And they're like, hey, fuck you. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, uh, yeah. Speaking of other signings, though, Tage oh, Thompson getting the old uh, Jeff Skinner contract in Buffalo <laughs> has one good season. And, like, wouldn't you think that, like, with – with what you heard about him, it's like, wow, what a rookie year that kid had. 38 goals, 30 assists. Right? That's crazy. Fantastic. He's not a rookie. Not a rookie at all. <laughs> He's already he already had like 150-something games at least almost in the NHL. He's played 223 career games. He had 68 points last year. So in the first like almost 150 games, he only had like 35 points. 30. Oh, no. Five. Yeah, 35. So it's just like, wow, man. He He's part one, of the O'Reilly. He was like one, the main piece in the O'Reilly trade, right? Yeah, pretty much. Like the big piece that didn't quit? He was, well, I think that they got a pick from it too. Yeah, they got a first round pick. Um, Let's see. 
Virgilin. Um, Berglund, Saboka are both out of there. Tage Thompson is the big piece. I wonder if it might have been, I don't know if Berglund and Saboka made it for like cap reasons or not, but. Well, he quit. I mean, he just quit up, said, I'm not playing in Buffalo. Oh, yeah. Berglund. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, yeah, I'm done. You got four million on the table. I don't care. Um, but yeah, like, I just think it's really funny. Buffalo's going to Buffalo, they, man. They didn't learn. He literally shot 15% last year. And if you if you go into the stats on Jeff Skinner in his first year in Buffalo, he had 40-something, like 40 goals, 41 goals, and he also shot 15%. He didn't even need a contract yet. No, they, it That's was an like extension. He still, he still has a year left on this contract. So, like, how it's, it's so funny because now you have a year to – <laughs> to look at what you're paying for the year after. So watch him just if, absolutely shit the bed. Like, yeah. Watch if, if he doesn't play at the level he did this season, not only did you pay him too early and too much, but it's just like, you're, you're watching how you could have just waited to not give him that much as the year goes on. <laughs> like, if it's he like, doesn't put up the same numbers, like why are you paying a guy? It's they never learn, and this is why Buffalo is eternally going to be in rebuild mode, is they have one good season from a guy, and they're like, you deserve like seven and a half million. I can't even comprehend a reason why they would feel the need to sign it him this quick. I don't either. Even, even if he was worth this money, I like he's still an RFA at the end of this. <laughs> like year so like it's not like there was a chance of him going to free agency and signing with somebody else like like he's still a you an rfa like you can just sign him for whatever and people want to trade then kane's gonna go to buffalo i mean if they want to have kane for a rental like they're not good they're not playoff bound they're not there's no fucking way they're playoff bound I don't even know who we would take besides like okay, so Buffalo all their finished, first round picks finished fifth in the Atlantic this year. And that's that, that that's not happening again next year. Like Detroit got better, Ottawa got better. Like those teams are gonna definitely leapfrog Buffalo. Like, and that's even if Tage Thompson has the similar year that he had that he had this year. Like, because what if they didn't do anything else? Like they kept they still have Craig Anderson, don't they? Like, yeah, Craig An- they resigned Craig Anderson. They have Eric Comrie, Craig Anderson, and then they also have Malcolm Subban. That like that's their goalies. Like, I don't know. They, I don't know if they think Owen Power is going to come in and put up some insane Calder level like Norris season or some shit. Like, did they? I don't know. Did Their they team... forget that Ben Bishop is done? Like his career is over. He's not going to yeah. come off that LTIR. I mean, maybe because Kyle Oposo is in his last year of his contract, they're like, we'll just give you the money that he has on his contract. That way, our cap situation is basically the same. <laughs> like... I, yeah, I just, I don't understand it. Um, but what I do understand is while they're playing terrible hockey, they're going to look pretty damn good every once yeah, in a while. Are. Fucking right, they will. <laughs> hey, drop news. Starting in November. November, they are bringing back the goat head. Yeah, I mean, in black and Buffalo. red, the way it should be, black and red. Let's go. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I will die on that hill. I think the black and red words a lot better than the blue and gold. I like them both, which is hilarious because it's like I, I don't know any other team that like has two different kind of color setups that are very like yeah that's them <laughs> like yeah like it's crazy i love it um that's one of my favorite like jerseys i got as a kid like that buffalo sabers jersey see that the hashik era it's a, yeah yeah especially being a goalie growing up and hashik was my like number one like guy that i love ryan watching. miller ryan miller too like yeah i barely remember like watching miller though yeah but I mean that Martin, was Martin yeah. Biron. <laughs> and as corny as it is, I did like their video like announcing it in the locker room and they did like Stranger Things the upside yeah. down. 
the upside down. Yeah. Yeah, I thought cool. that was pretty cool. So Maxime Afinaganov. Oh yeah. My god, oh my yeah, god. I miss that stick. I I used to have his TPS response blue. That I had to get blue because he had it. Don't know why I had to get the same as him, but it was such a sick stick. Whenever I played NHL as a kid, I always had Maximum Finnegan off on like every created team that I had, just because he. I just thought he was amazing, just was like awesome. fast, yeah. fast Euro. The funny <laughs> thing, the funny thing is, there was a, a post on Hockey Reddit. It was like, name a player you forgot was a player, and the picture they used was a Finnegan off, and I was yeah. like, oh shit, <laughs> like it was the perfect thing, and I was like, oh yeah, right, forgot about him, but yeah, he was he was sick. That's when Buffalo was great. So the same type of player is like Alexander Seven. We're just like all offense, no defense. <laughs> so um, do you have anything else? No, nah, that's it. All right. So I wanted to ask you this question. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I listened to the Barcelona Golf's podcast, uh, Foreplay, and Frankie Borelli is a part of that. And a lot of people know Frankie Borelli is the New York Islanders fan. Um, him and Wit go back and forth all the time when Wit is giving him shit about Islanders sucking and all that. Yeah, they're, they're not good because, but... yeah, because he is from Barstool. He gets connection. He made connections with the New York Islanders. He became very good friends with Devin Tays. Mm-hmm. So they're talking on the on the latest episode of Foreplay that they're asking, "Oh, what are you doing for Labor Day weekend?" All this kind of stuff. Frankie is going was invited by Devin Tays to Colorado to go to his cup celebration. Yeah. Which is awesome. That's a really cool experience. Here's where I want to know if you would be on his if your team Frankie or your team, he's a fucking psycho. He refuses to go anywhere near the actual celebration part of it. He says he will not be taking any photos with it, with the cup, with Devin with the cup or anything like that, because he is a New York Islanders fan. He's an idiot. And he said that he's got – he even said he got text from a couple of the Islanders saying that if you go there, don't even think about coming to the arena next season. Obviously, they're joking with him. But – Yeah. So is he – but he is, like, throwing a fit. Is like – he's like, I am sick to my stomach thinking about, like, getting caught near the Stanley Cup when it's not for the Islanders. It's for Colorado and all this. He's He's insane, right? Yeah. No, that's stupid. Like he's just trying to, he's just trying to like get like views and talk about bullshit. You're, that's you're just li- dumb. What's that? I said that's just dumb. Like you're, I mean, it's it's one. Th- I don't even know. So if they're, say you somehow got invited to a Detroit Red Wings Cup per, uh, party. Yeah. You're not you're not friends with well, anyone. It's not even Detroit. Like Colorado isn't. No, I know, but I'm just Detroit saying. Okay, of... Is there is there a team? Just think of a team like you. If it was like if he was refusing to go to like a Rangers Stanley Cup party, like understandable. Is there any, if... so is there any situation where take out the fact that he's friends with the player whose party it is, whose yeah. Daily Cup it is? Take that fact out of it. You somehow got the golden ticket. You get to get invited to. Some player, I don't know, on a team like that's not the Hawks, their yeah. their cup party, and they're like, "Hey, why don't you come take a picture with me in the cup?" Yeah. Do you like? Do you? Is there <laughs> yeah. any situation where you're like, "No, fuck you, we're not doing this." No, I don't think so. Like St. Louis, I probably wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> Asheville. I mean. No, I'd go to Nashville's like a fucking cool place. <laughs> like at least Nashville's just, awesome. Yeah, I'm just trying to think like I'm just trying to fathom like it's what blows my mind is like he's friends with the player. Right. Like, like, that's your a friend. personal invite. It's not like yo, like I know where the cup's gonna be. Like, yeah, exactly. Come to Colorado, like we're about to like crash this party. It's like no no no, like you're you were personally invited by the person that's going to have the cup for the day. Okay, like, I just fucking I go. needed to make sure like I wasn't taking crazy pills because they were no, all on his stupid. side, his his side of it too. That's like, they they think that because he's born like bleeds Islanders blue and orange that that's probably just like a New York thing. Yeah. So all right. Or they're just like, you get invited a cup, go to the fucking cup, take a picture, enjoy it. The only way I'm gonna enjoy the cup is if it's in fucking New York. I almost broke the cup in Chicago, so. They did Hockey Day in Canada and they or Hockey Day in America in uh in the cup at Millennial Park. Oh yeah. At the wherever the rink the they bean? Had. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Right by the yeah. Bean. yeah. 
Oh yeah, by the bean. I think it's by the bean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they put it down. And me, Roy, Potes, and our buddy happened to see them bringing it, so we kind of snuck over there, got in line first, took a picture, and then they the guy got yelled at. He's like, "No, no, no! It's not supposed to be over here. It's supposed to be over there." So we all played kind of chicken with the cup, and not because we were all touching it, holding it. So I held it. I had the cup. I had the cup, and I was the last one holding it. And the guy walked away too far, and it starts like he starts wobbling with it. And I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like, like it the, it was, was it the keeper? Was it the keeper? No, the it wasn't the keeper, which was weird. What? So I don't know. But fake cup it was a fake cup. Fake cup, yeah, probably. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. But anyway, so. Yeah, if you get a chance to take a picture of the Stanley Cup, especially if you're invited to the party, fucking do it. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. Um. All right. Episode one eighty nine. Uh. What are we calling it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Always sneaks up on you. Always sneaks <laughs> up on you. I like. You know what's funny is that like I had thought about this like two days ago, <laughs> <laughs> and then I forgot. God damn it. Um. Jesus. Recap. We talked about Hose's book. We talked about Kane Watch. We talked about oh, I know. Davidson. David, Davidson report card. <laughs> report card. Davidson, Davidson report card? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Davidson report card. The His six-month review. <laughs> his Ooh, performance six, how, review. How about just six-month six month review? Okay. Clicks? Intrigues? Intri- intri- see? See? see what see? it is? It's yeah. muy especial. All right, so make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, the pod, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, five-star reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, social media at WCB Podcast or Facebook, the Winnie C. Benders Podcast. See you next time. All right. Love boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.